Yeah. 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 Bye. Okay. All right. This week, before we begin, I always mark these podcasts as containing explicit content because every once in a while we say we say we say the bad words and we don't want, you know, twelve year olds to be Oh. I uh, listening to this podcast and suddenly realize that the F word is a word they can say. Surgeon General Warning. Oh, yeah. This, this one... movie is this movie contains copious amounts of penis. Well, not copious. Well, but discussions thereof, definitely. Black and white photos. Yes. It's not shy about its subject material, well, and neither was the person who it was about. Right. So we just launch right in then. So I forgot who he is, so. Dan? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because we I? didn't do introductions. He didn't even say what the name of the podcast was. No, it's because we were doing the Surgeon General warning first. We're doing the warning on the outside of the package first. Yeah. And then we say that it's me, so, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Yeah. And his naked friends. There was a couple of them. I'm Dan. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. All right. Uh, this week, we watched the film Kinsey. came out in 2004 and concerns Alfred Kinsey, creator of the Kinsey Scale, which... On a scale of zero to six, rates people and there rates people's sexual preferences between homosexuality and heterosexuality. Well, it's flip flop. Well, and flip, that's well, that's yeah, only one like, of many things he did. But yeah, right. That that's one thing. but and and very famous for the Kinsey Report and his books and his reports on sex. Nineteen forty-eight, the book came out, and you have to think about other things that were happening in the late forties. World War II not happening was happening in the late 40s. Yeah, but it was Reconstruction. We were doing Reconstruction. America was doing... Well, it was boom time here. doing pretty okay. People were having a lot of sex at this time. But it was also a time when uh, things were not... Worldwide, think about things that were not as accepting as definitely as they are now, but even, say, 20 years ago. Well, even in America... There were I mean, all kinds of laws about sexuality that it was not yeah. permissible to do certain sexual things, even yeah. if you were married. You have to uh, remember this is around. This is the same kind of period where Alan Turing, who a lot of people uh, would consider the guy that basically won World War II by figuring out by the, figuring out the enigma. En- enigma, was chemically castrated and kicked out of the country for being gay. Right. And that was a pretty big... That was big, Britain. That was Britain, but again, it's... But there were still... It, it, the, it, the first world kind of had similar... It wasn't like all of the other countries were over here and then there's just, like, I don't know, pick a nice country. Like, Japan was not over there doing all their own thing yet. I think that... They'll right. get there. But I think that that's, a, that's something that's brought up in this film, that there are... It's not just an American issue with sexuality. Sexuality and cultures... They deal with it very differently, but almost all the cultures have their own hang-ups. Yes. With regard to sexuality. Uh, this was the page. I had... No, which one of well, these? There's could... the Academy Awards. I found it. Because well, okay. we have to talk about the other movies that were good this year. That's the other thing oh, we always talk about. In 2004? In 2004. Uh, best Picture and Best Director and Best Actress and Best Supporting Actor, Million Dollar Baby. Wow. Oh. Uh, so that was a big deal. Uh, other Best Picture nominators: The Aviator, Finding Neverland, Ray, and Sideways. Don't know about Don't know about Sideways. Uh, Jamie Foxx got Best Actor for Ray for being Ray Charles. Kate uh, Blanchett in there. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was a pretty big deal. Uh, the Incredibles. Oh, Elastigirl. Yeah, that was a pretty big deal. My hero. 
I don't know what Wasp... Well, Wasp was a live-action short film. No wonder I've never heard of it. I don't see enough of those. But there were some really good movies this year that... This one, especially for its content material, I don't think was going to be... This, whether whether it was good it's, or not, I don't think this movie could have ever been... Well, it had the in, mass appeal. It was not going to be in contention. This was a Fox Searchlight production. Mm-hmm. Kind of that in-betweeny ground between indie and Hollywood. And it had a pile of big names in it. It did. Just ridiculous number of actors in this film that were good. I had to... The, but, I, I and had, I think they did a good job with that in... In that, then I I never felt during this film that the acting was over the top. No, I I believed that these characters really were portraying these people, mm-hmm. and that it was it was legitimate. I never mm-hmm. felt like somebody was, um, you know, under or overacting their their character. Mm-hmm. I really truly yeah. believed that they were those people, and they were giving us, uh, you know, a, a somewhat accurate representation of both their lives. I don't know because I haven't read any other biography biographies mm-hmm. of Kinsey. It was interesting because I thought they it, talking about characters. They portrayed Kinsey as being very passionate about what he was doing that, in science. That well, people and who, even when he was working with the bugs, mm-hmm. you know, he was collecting hundreds of thousands, a million of these bugs, doing research about them, and clearly he was passionate about that mm-hmm. science. And he did the same thing when he transitioned to the to human, human sexuality, sexuality mm-hmm. thing, and was passionate about the science. That's kind of the that's got to be the mark of someone that's going to make a change. Is they aren't going to go. Well, I mean, I guess I'll work on it in my off time. Nobody solves the nobody solves big problems in their off time. Well, it but they're but then what they do in their off time then becomes their on time. Yeah, and and I think that's what happened with him is that he he taught one class. And it exploded into this major deal and realized he need he needed to have scientific evidence to back up what he was teaching right. because there was none. How much do we want to talk about? I mean, it's a biography. It's a mm-hmm. biography. It's not really like there's going to be a dramatic twist at the end of this one. It's not a I feel like this one we can actually get back to talking about the movie. Oh, and that brings me to the fortune from the fortune cookie on the kitchen counter today. I totally did not eat my fortune cookie. It, eh. Nobody here likes to eat the fortune cookie. I don't cookie, mind. But I... we do like to open them. And yeah. I think it's pretty appropriate for today. It says, you'll accomplish more if you stay focused. Well. So there. All right. Podcast. Mm, now you have you that. Go. Okay. We were just talking about that. So, the zero to Neeson on this one. Was Mom has barely next... finished doing her tootaloo for the Fox intro. <laughs> That's true because I do like the flutophone part. And we don't see him on screen, but the first thing that happens before we have finished fading up from black again is I mean, we hear his voice. I think it was still black, and there were... Yeah, it was still mm-hmm. black. And we hear his voice. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he is instructing a young man on how to interview someone. And how to, how to take the data that will be become the report. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it starts, it starts a, kind of as a combination of science and it's got psychology in there of how to ask people questions in ways that they will want to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that I've run into because I, I help organize an online community. And if when we're adding people to it, we want to be asking the questions that will get them to give honest answers. You don't ask yes or no questions. You don't ask for too much information all at the same time. You give them a chance to say their thing. And with this one, they are asking people about sex. 
And they want honest answers they because want this is answers. for science. And but they're asking people about sex in the mid to late forties. Oh, this is probably well. The this book, is probably the book, right after probably, the war. Yeah, the yeah the book came out in nineteen forty eight. Well, if the book came out in forty eight, he was doing research long before that. It's interesting. Wouldn't they didn't think? even talk about the World War. They ne- no, no, the war was not part of the problem. Well, I but, well, and even just to give us sort of a historical context, I mean, they talked about communism in America and the communism. Uh, but that but that wasn't necessarily tied to. Well, that definitely not that tied was to World War Fifties ish. That was Cold War, yeah, right? It was Cold but War I, but just to give us that historical context, I maybe would have liked a little bit of a mm. nod to that. Yeah, at I, some they point. basically never spoke of the year. They, they never. Didn't. Uh, there was lots Except of period. There was something about when he was a child. There and was some reference was to a year. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't yeah. say when that was. 18 oh, eighteen something, yeah, late eighteen hundreds. Okay, yeah. But I yeah. uh, it was period costume, so you yeah. could kind of tell from that. But right. unless you knew what the forties looked like, uh-huh. or the thirties, yeah. or the twenties. So we're starting the I uh, we start out with the how to give an interview, and then mm-hmm. he has the guy do a practice interview on him. Mm-hmm. And this practice interview is in black and white, which usually is the color scheme of either artsy movies or flashback scenes that are side to the main story. This is... It, it's a thing what happens in film. You see it a fair amount of times. But I think it was a flashback. It was a flash forward and back, depending on what part of the movie. This was a flash middle. <laughs> But I think it worked really well. It did, because the interview was not the important part. It, at the start, I thought it was going to be a narrator that went through the film, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. They come back to it at the end. Right. Well, well sort they come, of. Ba- they come back to the it in color. In the, they come back to it in color in the middle, mm-hmm. and then black and white again closer to the end, not right at the end. And it's him and who we later find out, well, find out to be his wife being interviewed by three different people. They have this uh, they have three different research uh, associates. Research associates that they that he's giving three different are you sure you want to do this type of pep talks. Mm-hmm. And then they're all asking about well, very scientific yes or no questions, have you done this? About different about different acts. sex things. And they start out slow and then they start going rapid fire, kind of in a whoa you guys, you ready for this freight train of sex to come through here? Well, and the, I think that it puts us, if you were feeling a little uh, anxious about the, the subject matter, this about is, sexuality, is, it gets you over that, I think, really quickly. Either over it or you go, I don't want to watch this movie. And then you get to leave right away right. and you're fine. <laughs> right, but then you wouldn't have gone to this movie in the exactly. first place. This is, uh, we've in fact talked around here recently about the introductory paragraph of an essay. There we go. And That's what right. you want to do is you want to provide a little bit of information, but not a lot, and you want to let the reader know exactly what they're in for, and maybe give them some give them some kind of a hook. And boy, howdy, that's exactly what they did. So then you can get into John Lithgow. That's right. Mm-hmm. We, we hear his voice, and we know it's him. We smash cut to John Lithgow with a fairly impressive mustache, and. He is. He's gone. He's reprising Flashdance. He, mm-hmm. in fact, Not dancing dance. leads to the Footloose. bed. Footloose. Yeah. Footloose. Sorry. Yeah. Got he, my dance movies. He wrong. puts yeah. back on his Sunday shoes and <laughs> and he goes beyond. Yeah. What he did in that yeah. movie. Zippers, in fact, 
are, zippers. They are a. They allow men and boys it's access opportunities to, or something. Access to temptation. <gasps> yeah. Access to temptation. Boy, yeah. that was a good one. They, you know, they are. We should have something more sturdy to hide our trouser monsters or what have you. I don't know. It was. Uh, it. It seemed like he went too far. And it, it was. And you wonder if. Kimsey's father was really like that. Yeah. If he really was such an ass and had such, you know, a puritanical notions. Not only that, but he just didn't treat people yeah. well. No. Storytelling wise, it set up the, you, you saw that and you thought, okay, one, this is, this is uh, the point at which Kimsey turns into Batman because he <laughs> has seen the bat fly through the window and realizes that uh, I need to, you know, and that the dad was going to have something in his past come up later. And right. while both of these things have turned out right on the money, mm-hmm. it was still told in a way that wasn't necessarily cliche, even though it was adhering to movie cliche a fair bit. I did appreciate the fact that when he finally interacted with his father in a meaningful way, which was when he was doing research. And so much later in the film. Much and later in, in the life, film and in his life. That they actually found bonding. I thought that was interesting that was, how they did that. That was good closure for me. Yeah. I just felt that like the father cool. figure was just an ass. That that the son finally went, oh, wow. We, I had no idea. We, we've been interacting a little bit with old people who sometimes speak their mind a little bit. Oh, do you think? We, 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 we deal and with he's that He's not talking now. about me either. Not yet. We're getting there. Uh, <laughs> he was talking about old people. Old people, yes. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Uh, you guys are so good to me. And so, he, John Lithgow was more open about what he was feeling than the old people in our lives, I think. That's true. I'm not sure that we could get the old people in our lives to open up about oh. their sexuality. Oh, I wouldn't. Have, oh, I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> Let's just not ask that. No, we are not the scientists. No, so we are I don't want to know. I, but I will say, just right here on the podcast, that let's just say I have asked, and I was told in very short fashion. Uh, nothing, and that it was too embarrassing, and then we had to change the topic. <laughs> we like, have we so. have a supposed history in our family of premarital relations. Do we oh, 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 you mean in, in if you the, go back in a the couple generations? If you go yeah. back to before even this fi- this film takes place, there. Oh well, we have a, a very definite situation where the great grandmother was born. Two or three years after her father died, you know that doesn't. That's not rocket science. Yeah. Do the math. <laughs> that w- that man was not her biological father. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. So stuff it's, like that. It's yeah. an example of because is what Kinsey is ends up finding in this film is that what society considered impure at the time was not uncommon, and so the societal definition of purity should change. Right. And that's something that, it, boy, isn't it great that we've learned that lesson and don't do that anymore in our society. Well, and that's... Wait, hold on. 60 years ago? Yeah, and we're still doing that. It's it's a really difficult thing to change when it's, uh, you know, it, and then there are unspoken things mm-hmm. societally that we do that are, that keep being perpetuated. I want to say it was less than 10 years ago I saw... A big to do. I don't think it was like 
a majority big to do, but it was enough that it made it to the news where there were groups decrying like a Cheerios ad because there was a mixed race couple in it. And more recently, a similar thing where there was a gay couple in it, and there were people like, what? What are you teaching to our children? Like, really? Really? You don't have to agree with it, but really? It was interesting that there were some issues because is the environment that they created in the movie was a pretty much free sex kind of environment. It seemed like a a late 1960s, early 1970s. People were pretty feeling pretty free to go and do sexual activity with whomever because they were talking about it all the time. They were partner swapping male, female, female, And I thought it was interesting that at, at one point in the movie they put that out there as this is not working very well. Yes. Right. That they were having, they were creating some serious relationship issues because they were treating sex like science right. and experiments, and not, and and they were discovering that there were some there's more. There's more to it than yeah. that, and that does, they, it does come up that you can't quantify love, and right. they're probably right. Yeah. There things that are that exist solely in the brain are very difficult to. Nailed down scientifically, even with right. modern MRI CAT scan machines. Sure, sure. Uh, it's the reason why when I took my humor class, uh, they we talked about there's no way to get a computer to write a joke. It doesn't work. You can't turn comedy into numbers. You can't turn love into numbers, no matter how much right. eHarmony or Match.com will tell you. <laughs> right, right. And so when you're approaching sex, something that is both generally physical but also usually comes as a result of an emotional an emotional thing where do you stop looking at just the physical and say well we're done our science now and the rest of it doesn't matter well and i think that's what i think i'm just assuming this is what people had trouble with at the time that the reports were written is that he was dealing with data and uh, percentages and sexual experiences just as sex acts and not dealing with the uh, social, societal things that go with it necessarily. Because if you were to tell someone, I'm I'm trying to create a metaphor on the fly, give me a second here. (laughs) Because uh, we don't want to be explicitly sexual well, I'm just, in our podcast. Well, I don't want to use an example of like, you know, if you're homosexual because no. at this point, we that's not to. that's not a crazy out there example. Yeah. I'm thinking we go to food because metaphors about food always work. Okay. Uh, let's say you like to eat pineapple on your pizza. Okay. Hypothetically. Sure. And, soci- and like society that. has shunned you, as right they should, for putting pineapple on your pizza. <laughs> is, it, is it because it's immoral? Because it's immoral Be- and wrong and okay. all those other things. Okay, all right. And <laughs> you've come to accept this. You're like, well, I don't, when I'm out with my friends, I don't ask for it because I know that everyone else is just going to say no. And they're going to shun you. So let's say you got your 10 friends and all of them are there and uh, no one says, hey, let's get pineapple on the pizza because. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone else will say no. And if some study came to you and said, six out of ten people are actually... Really, really like pineapple on pizza. Are at least totally fine with it. Mm -hmm. And three out of ten of them say it's their favorite pizza. You'd still feel weird because you've got your whole circle of friends. And you've never heard any of them say, 
I like pineapple on my pizza. True. So you're not going to immediately jump at the chance to say, hey guys, you know what? I'm totally gay. Let's get pineapple on our pizza. And it's still hard to break through. Who's going to take the first step? And we saw some of that in the film too, because there was when he was getting investors, they were only like, who's going to be the first one to raise their hand to say, let's give them money? Things like that. Well, even just to, to verbally support his project. Yeah, there was, was a lot of slow the... steps. Mm-hmm. And eventually by the end, the steps stopped because there were two major stumbling blocks to his research. One was his team just rampantly dicking each other. Mm-hmm. And the other was uh, social norms not moving fast enough. Because he just kept going. Right. Guy didn't stop. Right. He had, spoiler warning, if any of you are not okay with uh, things, uh, he has an interview with a guy who participates in what, even today, is rightly referred to as deviant sexual behavior. <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it. <laughs> I thought that that, char- that was the, the only time I thought weird that, character. that was, is this for real? I, I mean, did they pull this out of his study notes is this guy i I believe i would believe that he i don't that a person like that Mm -hmm. would have contacted him and said hey you need me you need me and look at all of the the, these numbers i have my numbers are so big along with my and he pulled down his pants and he showed down showed him his numbers uh yeah, that that's the only part that I think felt like it was a stretch, but yeah. perhaps it's really real. But it was also a really good, like, assuming it was real, it was a good indicator of how much the scientist in him controlled him. Hmm. Because this is, if we're going to go back to the pizza analogy, we've been researching pineapple on pizza and how many people like that. And then you go talk to a guy who prefers his pizzas to be slathered in car oil and cooked upside down inside of a microwave. He doesn't eat pizza out of ovens. That's just ridiculous. Uh, whose desires are so out there that even the pineapple on pizza guys go, what? No. St- no. Please. <laughs> and the scientist guy sat there and went, uh-huh, uh-huh. I wonder if there's anyone else like this. Sure. Which is the scientist way of looking at things. If you see a statistical outlier, you don't say, oh, it's an outlier, discard it and move on with your data. You leave it there and you see if things pile up around it. Right. And that's where his assistants were having trouble because they were doing the moral, they were doing the current morality thing and well, still even, the current morality even the, thing. Even their broader no- notion of sexual behavior yeah. within the team, I think, what allowed them to, uh, to see... You know, a broader swath of behavior. But that yeah. guy was, he was such, yeah. he was, I mean, very literally the statistical outlier yeah. that it was, it was even uncomfortable for the one team member. They yeah. just thought this guy was just making it all up. This is, he's just grandstanding. It was either that or he didn't want to add it to the data. He wanted mm-hmm. to just forget that they ever met the guy. Sure. So. It'd be interesting to to look that up and find out how for real that was. That's probably in the you know movie trivia. Or yeah, something it does. Like it does make you wonder would they have done it just to sensationalize the story? But I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. I think they probably found a guy in his. Notes. Maybe they found somebody when they were doing their yeah. initial research. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was taking fetish to a an extreme. Well, yeah. It wasn't. It um, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a fetish. It was. Well, I think his well, desire for it was all over the map. 
<laughs> okay. And, and for, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, encounters and the quantitative analysis for himself. Well, I think, that okay. just seemed... I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that, that it was a little piece of the movie to accentuate mm-hmm. the fact that Kinsey was a scientist. And that was the purpose of it, is to point out that he's just in it for the data. Right. He's not in it to sensationalize anything. He's in it for the data. And that was very well portrayed throughout the film, I thought. From beginning to end. From beginning to end, it was about data. It was all and about the data even collection. Even long before he was doing human sexuality, it was about data. It was all about data collection. I thought it was also interesting that that you guys were making comments about his good cop voice when when he was young. Oh yeah. In the movie. No. And and he transitioned from being that guy to being the the scientist so passionate in what he was doing that he was making himself sick. He never turned into bad cop. Never. Never turned into bad cop. It but, was good cop voice. But but, <gasps> he, but the way his passion brought him to the brink of destruction because he was working full time. He wasn't sleeping. He was doing it twenty four seven all the time. Who would like to hear a statistic? Daniel sure. has been looking up things on his phone while we've yeah. been chatting. I was. I looked up the Wikipedia page for the film to see if anything. I uh, was written. I uh, off a combination of the of his biography and uh, original research done by the screenwriter. Okay. It was the first film permitted to show human genitalia uncensored in Japan. Wow. Known for its strict censorship policies regarding genitalia. Wow. So, you know, factoid there. Right. I, this movie is not shy about showing genitalia. It's not. It does, It's not, like, plastering it everywhere, but it's also, when it is time for the film to show it, it does not say, zoom in on a guy, talking about it, waving his hand while everyone reacts to it. No, there are black and white slides at a university classroom oh, setting. And then everyone reacting to it. <laughs> and then they're reacting to it. But, you know, the blast from the past, you know, computer cards to register for college classes, which you young people that are listening to podcasts will have no idea what I'm talking hey, about. I think I've used a card catalog at a library one time. I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so they had... You know, one of the things they were showing was uh, students wanting to get into his class. And these cards were, uh, so how big is this? Three by by six. Three by six or seven, maybe. Uh, Card stock, uh, computer punch cards. That was probably pre-computer on the film. That's true. Because Because when I registered at the U, we had to pull cards. Right. And I'm not, These were probably just flat and I'm not sure, cards. Yeah, just cards. But you had to... You, it, only a certain number of cards were printed up for each class section, and they would have a priority system. It's like Black Friday we, for college. Even mm-hmm. back in the day when we were pulling cards, you if there were no cards left, you would have to you know walk to that particular office and sit and have an interview with a professor because they would have a limited number of Cards, free spaces, like the extra spaces. Yeah, like they'll fit yeah. you in if you yeah. can they, justify it. They yeah. would fit you. And in. the first time he gave this class, where it was I think basically on the side. Yes, was the class was relatively full. It was a class entitled marriage or something. Yeah, it was uh, the class was pretty full, and no one got up and left like I think we kind of expected they would. Mm-hmm. But it was they were. A little uncomfortable to be 
hearing it. But the second time we see him having a classroom discussion, the room is packed. It's a larger auditorium Large large auditorium. Every seat is filled. Every walk space between the seats are filled. Mm-hmm. It is standing room only, like a Justin Bieber concert. Exactly. Everyone and wants to be in that class. And there's Tim Curry sitting in the middle of it trying to look like he's upset. Which isn't hard. It's Tim Curry. Right. He's either cackling like a madman or he looks upset. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, that's why they cast him. Yeah. He's very good at it. Uh-huh. He does his job. He does his fine job. But I think that it's... Um... I thought it was an enjoyable film. Definitely. I don't think... This one, I think we're, I'm going to put it the second best film we've watched so far for this mm-hmm. podcast. Still going to be behind uh, Operation... Chromite. Chromite. I was going to say it started yeah. with an S and I was going to ruin it. <laughs> you were it was it. a quality film and it, it wasn't as quirky as I thought it would be. No. I, mm-hmm. They definitely could have made this into some kind... Well, with the subject material, I don't think yeah. anyone would have greenlit a wacky look at the father of American sexuality. Right. Right. No, uh, this is not going to be a family film. No, no, no. Who knew? No, if you want to watch if you want to watch a quality film, a really high quality film that has a lot of science, mm-hmm. I'd say I wouldn't say this would be my first choice. The something that God made would be a much better solution if that's the kind of film you like. Mhm. Because that one was had some really great stuff in it, but, but how's, good, how's Goodwill Hunting for that, or is that one too emotional? Do you think Goodwill Hunting is an entirely different kind of a deal? Yeah, it's a very different. Yeah, yeah. very different feel. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'd say if you want, if you are able to get yourself in the mindset of a film with this subject matter, mm-hmm. definitely worth a watch. Then it's a yeah. good. Then it's a good watch. Do not watch this with your kids. Yeah. I would caution you not to watch it with your parents. here's <laughs> <laughs> the deal. So, back in the day when I, my sons were younger, I was a very firm believer in you have to talk about sexuality. And I always said, if you've read through the book of Genesis with your children, you have covered the sexual gamut because there is... Everything under the sun is pretty much in Genesis. I mean, we're they, talking. They didn't call it Gomorrah. Wait, the other one, <laughs> <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. There's rape. There's incest. There's regular sex. There's not. I mean, it's it's pretty much in there. Yeah. And I think if you then ha- then it opens up the the opportunity to have conversations. Yes. Yeah. So I might have been that odd mom that thought that... Our family was always weird because we were one of those weird families where we could use the stove and both of our parents liked us. <laughs> I do I do like my children, that's true. And and my husband, you know... Weird family. My, my husband likes the children as well. And, yeah. and wait a minute, we like each yeah, other. And you could use the stove. And you're yeah. allowed to... And, I'm sorry for that very specific and example. And matches. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We I, encouraged you so to use matches. I used to tell the children, go outside and just make a fire. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then take sharp knives with yeah. you. <laughs> we we mean no disrespect to anyone who does not have the mm-hmm. kind of still platonic ideal nineteen forties happy family that we are joking that we have and not and other people don't because right. it it's weird it's it still was it's still a little odd to me when I hear people talking about when I say like I'm getting together with my parents once a week and we're recording a podcast and they go how can you stay out with your parents. How can you stand? How because can you, how can you stand I bathed parents? today. Oh yeah, you did a real good job. <laughs> I, I told people that I was doing a podcast with my son, and we were recording a podcast, and and I was told I was hip. Yeah, being a, doing a <laughs> more podcast, hip than they thought. Doing a podcast is very cool. 
as I understand it. We try. But I... But I think that that's part and parcel of why why the Kinsey Report is an important piece of work. Because I think people need to know the information. They yeah. might not like the information, and but you need to know the these things. In the late 40s, there was not the internet. This is the same not. reason why I think Martin Luther King Jr. won't happen, can't happen today. Is because getting that many people together around a around a single broad goal was really hard. Doing it now is harder because everyone can have their own voice. No one had to say, well, the ten of us aren't getting anything done, but hey, if we all, you know, we all basically agree with that guy, let's go with him. Now everyone can complain. And we have 15 million yeah. opinions. In the late 40s, Kinsey got together and he said, okay, I've got this basic general idea and I'm going to science the heck out of it. And... Enough, you know, a fair amount of people were getting behind it. Now, if you were to go onto the internet and say, hey, internet people, which of these three broad categories do you fit into? The mm -hmm. person on the internet will say, and again, I'm going to over... I'm going to be very... We're going to uh, talk about pizza. Well, no, I'm going to be very hyperbolic about this mm -hmm. and in no way wish to be offensive, but the person on the internet will say that they identify as an attack helicopter and... Mm -hmm they only have sex with rocks and they will be very earnest in this belief and Kinsey will have nowhere to put it on his scale. It's true. And he will just have to keep adding things and adding things until we've gotten to the point of meaninglessness anymore. Hmm. This is not a study that could be had today. I don't know about that. Oh, not, not, not that I, it would have to be changed a lot. It could not be a scale from zero to six. In fact, they ran a similar study in 2014. Mm -hmm. I, I looked it up on the Wikipedia where the scale went from 0 to 10. Okay. So even just there, and that's still the how gay, it was basically the how gay are you scale. Oh. And it was from 0 to 10 instead of 0 mm -hmm. to 6. And even just that is showing that there's, there is more accepted degrees of behavior. And that's just along that axis. There's still not... And maybe they didn't even ask as many questions as people, as they're could be now they would even think to ask more questions yes. sure yeah i don't know i think this this was a an interesting film i mm -hmm. think it was well acted it was i didn't feel like there was points in the movie where things were so odd that it made me disbelieve in the movie anymore which and it was a love story it, gotta love that yeah i think true. it really was all right this so in the parameter the parameter but then we get back to that whole question of, is stress peril? No, it's not. I don't think in this one there was enough stress for it to be peril. I well, think him, you know, you know, you being know when he was to drugs. When he was thing. pushing himself to the limit physically, you know, yeah. and trying yeah. to, and he was working too hard and things like that. That's, but that's also doing it to yourself. That's stress. Putting yourself in your, in your own He put peril. himself in Peril, we had this. We had this discussion when he in Cold Pursuit, yeah. when yeah. he was uh, threatening to give himself a new face hole with a shotgun. Uh, yeah. Putting yourself in peril is your own stupid fault. That's not really <laughs> peril. Yeah. That's right. The peril, peril that you put yourself into is your own problem. Yeah. Peril other people put you into is peril you need to solve. So, so in this case, he did put himself under stress. Yeah. And, Certain circumstances, during, but I don't think that counts. Film, I don't. It doesn't. Count. I don't think 
we this is also kind of the trick with sci- biopics about scientists. <laughs> they're not exactly going to be exploding. Perilous. They're not going to explode any helicopters unless it's a biopic about the Mythbusters. Uh, so, I mean, we have to keep doing our study, but I think this one's going to turn out to be a statistical outlier. I think this is a yeah. zero. I think this is a zero. I think in this film... I mean, we gave, per- we gave one film a point five. We did. Which one did we give a point five? It was a yellow there. We gave... Uh, Pilgrim's Progress was a one, because he got crucified in that one. So, you know, there's a little bit of error. See? <laughs> see, that one seems like it should have been more, but... Hindsight, well, that's because right? Jesus knew he was going to get yeah. crucified. Can't go backwards. Uh, Operation Chromite got a one because I mean because this one will have to be a zero. It's got to be. It's got to be a zero because it. it's less than and both I think of those. It's, I think it's really. I can't think of that. A, this one should be a statistical outlier. I I can't think of a circumstance in the film where it seemed like he was being put in a perilous situation. I mean, he, there was he just, didn't, well, didn't have happen. any. You know, he wasn't going to be know. hit by a bus. Uh, you know, no jealous uh, wife came after him with a rolling pin. No, Nothing. in fact, his wife no stayed guns. with him through the entire movie, which is See? a statistical outlier for Liam Neeson films, <laughs> where he is a man who was driven to succeed. There we go. Yeah, yeah, she stayed with him. No one getting taken. Okay. Taken is a nine, by the way. It, it, taken? Th- there's more taken. nines than there are zeros. Well, we haven't had yeah. a ten yet. I, I thought we had one ten. No, we had a nine. We had, we had a, a couple nine. nines. I don't think we've had a ten. We had ten here recently. I thought it was just recently. Did yeah. we? A couple of, of those... movies ago. I don't know. At any rate, you'll look it's it up. It's one of the you. ones that I probably forgot to write down. Uh oh. Uh oh. It means Damn. we need to watch a movie again. No, it just means I need to listen to the last <laughs> ten minutes of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Sure, uh, tune in okay. next week when we have finally gotten over our need to watch movies about sex, and we'll watch movies about perfectly normal things. What, sex is normal? I know, right? You don't want to hear it from us, though. No, I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> you don't want to, <laughs> on that I want to watch note. it on film. Yep. Okay, bye.